All right. Hello and welcome to the 27th edition of the Two Black to Nerdy podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm your host, Chris. And today we have a special guest with us, um, the myth, the man, the legend, Mr. Robert Butler. Yes, the um, international award-winning filmmaker. Filmmaker. Oh, wow. Thank you for that. Photographer. DC fan. DC stan, some may say. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. Star Wars fanboy. And, Release uh, the Snyder Cut apologist. I will take all those titles. <laughs> and um, we have a good show for you today. We're going to talk about the Crisis on Infinite Earths, like Arrowverse TV crossover. But before we get into that, uh, Rob, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, what kind of a what nerdy things are you into? When did you realize you were a nerd? Are there any like big franchises you tend to follow? Well, uh, as I said, my name is Robert Butler, and I like taking long walks on the beach under the moonlight. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, uh, being a nerd is kind of in my blood. My father's a nerd, my mother's a nerd, my grandparents are nerds. So it's kind of just like the nerddom is strong in my family, you could say. Okay. So um, I always I grew up reading Marvel Comics first. So like X-Men and Spider-Man were my big things as a kid. I loved the animated shows for both X-Men and Spider-Man. I read the comics growing up. Wolverine was my favorite character growing up. And then when I was a teenager, I started reading DC Comics. I think the first DC comic I read was Justice League. It was, um, what was the first big storyline that I got into that I really liked? I, I want to say I think it was Identity Crisis. It's the first big DC storyline that I remember reading when I was younger and I, that I really loved. Then Hush, Batman Hush, and then I just kind of went over to DC. But I still love Marvel. What really pissed me off about Marvel was when uh, they did Spider-Man's Brand New Day or One More Day. I think it was One More Day, yeah. Where they yeah. retconned his marriage to Mary Jane. I was like, yeah, I'm done with Marvel Comics at that point. That made me upset. So, But yeah, but I, I've always been a fan of both of them. I've read both comic books. I've watched all the shows, watched all the movies. So I'm a fan of actually both. But Star Wars is probably the biggest fandom I am a part of. Ever since I think it was the first movie I remember seeing at the age of four was A New Hope. And I've been a Star Wars fan ever since. Okay, yeah, I mean, that's all great. I mean, it's good. It's a fun time. I feel like it's a fun time to be a comic book fan, a Star Wars fan. I mean, there's definitely just been a lot of stuff. I don't know about Star Wars fan. Everything else, yes. Well, you at least, you at least have stuff to talk about. The geeks have inherited the Earth. Yes. Hey, I mean, you, st- Age of the Geek, baby. Age you still of the got the Mandalorian, and they're going to probably have, they have some new Disney Plus stuff coming down the pipeline for Star Wars too, right? Right. Yeah. But it's you know. a shame when Star Wars goes from the, being on a big screen to just being a TV franchise. Cool, we'll sad. get some new movies eventually. A little sad. They need like a decade. They need a break. Figure but, out what they're doing. Well, Bob Iger said he feels like they rushed Star Wars too much. Because the original plan, they were going to follow the Marvel template where they would do like two movies or a movie every year. And then Bob Iger was like, well, nope. Uh, we kind of rushed that. We're going to do a movie every couple of years now. Because we've oversaturated the market with Star Wars, which they didn't. They just didn't fully plan out what they were going to do with Star Wars. But we'll save that for next yeah. podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait a week on Star Wars. So I guess we can go ahead and uh, get into Crisis. All right, does anybody, Chris, you want to explain what Crisis on Infinite Earth like actually is, where the idea came from, kind of what it's all about? Because it's kind of a lot, I think, if you're not, in the comics in general. Don't yeah. get this wrong. Wow, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I li- literally just read the comic last week. So, um, Crisis on Infinite Earths became an idea because all the different properties of comics that DC had 
in the, you know, since 1938 with Superman going forward, all took place on infinite, on different Earths. So you had the Justice uh, Society's Earth, Shazam had their own Earth, you know, those, those cartoon rabbits, they had their own Earth and everything like that, those superheroes. And so it I love was, Captain Carrot. Yes, Captain Carrot. There we go. And so then everything was getting confusing for all these readers to, you know, keep in track. Be like, wait, why did this happen here? But you still have this going on. So they decided to consolidate everything. And the, thus Crisis on Infinite Earths was born. Streamline the DC continuity. Yes. They tried that. Anyway, uh, so the Crisis on Infinite Earths began... Um, where you basically have the monitor who is the avatar, the embodiment of the positive matter universe, and you have the anti-monitor, which is his opposite. And it's the anti-monitor's quest to wipe out all of the positive matter universe and replace it with his anti-matter universe. And that's pretty much where things start to begin. And pretty, I mean, pretty much the anti-monitor just wants to kill everybody. Yeah. And, yeah, so... They're doing a version of that on with like the Arrowverse franchises. So that's Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Batwoman, Black Lightning, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing their own version of it. For TV, we've gotten three. It's like a five-part kind of miniseries type deal. We've gotten three so far, and then we get the last two. Pretty much next year. Right, and it seems like the last two are going to be two hours each because they said it's a seven-hour event and we only got three hours in these first three episodes. Yeah, I think the last parts are all like on one night, I think. Mm. So It's going to be a lot. uh, Yeah, it will be a lot. But, um, so I guess, I mean, I guess the way the crossover, I mean, they've been... They've been te- they've been teeing up the crossover on Flash and Arrow mostly. Batwoman pretty much had no crisis set up whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Supergirl had a little just with like the Monitor reviving Lex Luthor and like testing Martian Manhunter, but it wasn't really like it doesn't really matter. Yeah, you tested Martian Manhunter and then he didn't really do much. He didn't do much. No, he was like, "All right, John, I revived your brother and you fought your brother for like, you know, the first half of the Supergirl season. I wanted you to be ready, but he hasn't really done much." Yeah. This crossover. It seems like the Monitor had this plan and most of it is not going according to his plan as opposed to the comic book version where the Monitor pretty much had everything planned out. And it went according to his plan, even, you know, when he died. Just like he did in, um, in the this third it, episode. Right, in this iteration. And it happened in a similar fashion. So they've been pre- keeping things pretty, as best they can, pretty accurate to they've, the comics. Yeah, they've been trying. I mean, they've definitely tried to, like, capture the spirit of the original comic just mm-hmm. using, like, their characters. I mean, like, in. It's, it's, the crisis had, I mean, Arrow and Flash have dealt with it more with both of them thinking that they have to die, which we knew Barry wasn't going to because he still has a show, but Arrow's endings, they can pretty much just do whatever they want. Right. And I think we said, I don't know, maybe at the beginning of the season when we did our podcast that it was probably going to be 90s Flash that was going to die because he said a Flash has to die. Or the Flash has to die, and, you know, there are multiple Flashes. People were upset by that, too. They were like, oh, why didn't Barry die? And it was just kind of like, if they if he did, they were just going to bring him back. Right. right. 
Some people are like, oh, I wanted Wally to take over, but it's like the version of Wally they've had in the Flash show has never really been like the Wally West from the comics. You know, they never really wanted him to take over. Right. Keenan Lonsdale hasn't been all that popular with people. And he's, I think he was supposed to take part in season six in some way. Originally said he was supposed to come back for like the first half of season, but he's nowhere to be seen. And so who knows if he's actually in this season at all, so. But I did really like him with the Legends, though. I really wish he would have stayed with the Legends. He seemed to fit in better with the Legends than he did on an actual Flash TV show. Yeah, I mean, I think the problem you have with Flash in general is just that the Flash as a superhero is very, very OP. So, like, it's harder to give him a sidekick. Because it's like, well, now you have two Flashes that can, like, do all this kind of stuff. And then it's harder for them, I think, to have villains that can actually, like, challenge them and make it, like, realistic. Because I remember... That's why you had speedster villains for the first three seasons. Yeah. And then people were like, oh, we're sick of speedsters. But I think there was one episode where there was, like, a villain. He was, like, on a motorcycle or something like that. And, like, Flash and Waller were chasing him and he got away. And you're just like, how does this... Literally Cicada all last season. Well, Cicada just, like, super jumped. Yeah, he, he, he channeled his inner Hulk and just leapt and bounded away. And I just... But that that's that's another story. But yeah, I mean, I didn't really expect him to get rid of Barry. Yeah. I And I think they did a good uh, sort of send-off for the 90s Flash. Yeah. You know, you had a flashback to uh, the 90s TV show. He had his theme playing. Yeah. And that show got canceled. I don't even think the first season really got a chance to end. It didn't. And, you know, so he got his send-off. Mm-hmm. And John Wesley Shipp got his... Heroic you know, moment. His right. big heroic moment, which was nice. Yeah, John Wesley Shipp has died, like, what, two Three, times now? Th- he died by... Uh, Zoom. Zoom as Barry's dad. Yeah. And, yeah, so it's only been two times. Two times. He's, he only got... Retired in the other one. I don't know if Jay Garrick's still going to be around after the crossover. Probably not. Probably not. But, um... Uh, well, I guess, I mean, the big thing, I guess, from the first... So, the first episode was pretty much, like, they all had to fight, like, these, like... The Anti-Monitor had, like, these demonic creatures that were, like, attacking Mm -hmm. Earth-38. And they were pretty much taking as many people as they could on these ships and sending them over to Mm Earth-1. And, um... I mean, there was stuff in there, like, oh, like, they had to talk to Lena Luthor to get her help. And, you know, Supergirl and Lena Luthor don't like each other on that show. That, for me, was, like, whatever. And then... Oliver gave Mia her own suit, which how do you guys feel about how do you guys feel about Mia? There was a in the extraordinary uh, journey of the Black Nerds group. There was a a discussion on who is the worst child, Mia or Nora. Nora, and I wholeheartedly still say Nora. And no, I say the one that was raised by Felicity. But Nora actively was trained. By her father's worst enemy, even after finding out that he killed her grandmother and ruined her father's life. And she was just, well, I mean, he can be redeemed, right? No. But that that's the berry in her. That's the berry in her. Well, you know, they both have the worst aspects of both their parents. Yeah, that's... that's Fair enough. It's just like I the thing with Mia to me is I feel like she they've just made her just really moody and like really broody and like the like, worst of Oliver. Yeah, it is the worst of Oliver Queen, but maybe I'm just like over that. 
And they had like, and when, and she showed up in like the present time on the Arrow show before Crisis started. And it was like her three episodes were her being mad at her dad, then her forgiving her dad at the end. And it's like, all right, like we get it. Yeah. And I think that um, after learning why he disappeared, you should have cut him a little bit more slack. You know, if he didn't. You know, abandon you and your mother. Then the universe, the multiverse, you wouldn't, you yeah. wouldn't have known that you were going yeah. to get abandoned. The universe wouldn't have existed. I mean, I, I hope. All I'm saying is that I mean, she's obviously getting her own show. Hopefully, they just make her a little more likable when that happens, and they put all the like Oliver stuff behind her. We'll see. Tone down <clears throat> the Oliver and the Felicity, and give her her own personality, like Kyrie in Kingdom. Kyrie has a personality? No, she no. needs one. Anyway. That's not uh, we're a little late. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, no. So so we had that, the Shadow Demons part. Um, Oliver stuck around to buy more time. He saved what they said, a what, a billion, billion more lives, people yeah. by his sacrifice. And so then he ended up dying in a way that the monitor didn't see. And so that story arc takes place. And you're saying... All right, well, and I think you texted me this uh, before it premiered, uh, what, Monday night, and you were just like... Lazarus Pit? Yeah, what happened with the Lazarus Pits? Why isn't there one left? I'm like, I think they destroyed them all, and they're like, let's go to another Earth. And then... Which, I'm glad that... I mean, the thing is, we knew Oliver was going to die for like a year. Right. So I actually am glad they killed him in the first episode, because mm-hmm. it was because you were like, oh, shoot, this soon? Like, dang. And then, like... But after that first episode, I was like, they... They know how to revive people, so they right. did try to use the Lazarus Pit, and Which it just got a fun cameo in it by Lucifer. Yeah, we got Lucifer and Jonah Hex. Yeah, mm-hmm. before he got a scar, and then Sarah gave him one. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Yeah, but uh, so and this also happened because you were just like the internet thinks Oliver is going to become. Uh, the Spectre, and then when they're in Purgatory, which is on Leanne, you go figure. Um, you know, right before they bring Oliver back, Jim Morgan show Jim Corgan Corgan shows up and says, um, "You know, I used to be a police officer here on my own, right? But then I had to become someone else. I became something else. Then every Arrow fan is like, ah, ah, we get it. Yeah, but that felt a little bit rushed too. That he just rushed into being the Spectre." Yeah, rushed. I feel like they kind of. I feel like you didn't have to know it was Jim Corrigan at first. Yeah, like I mean, obviously the internet had an idea because they they revealed that they cast someone to be the Spectre, right. but it was like you could have made that as like a surprise in the second half, right? Because you kept a whole bunch of cameos secret in like the first couple episodes that you could have just kept that one under wraps. We didn't even too. talk about the cameos at all. We, we got a lot of good ones. Yes. Holy Crimson Skies of Death. Yeah, he just assumes the Batman part. Burt Ward. Rest in peace, Adam West. Yeah. Rest in peace. Well, yeah, because you know, you know they would have gotten Adam West had if he was still around. Right. Yeah. So you had him. You had, um, from the 89 Batman, uh, film uh, his name is alexander cool i think that's his real name mm-hmm. that he was a newsman in the at batman 89 scene because the funny thing about that is i always i always thought that character was uh bob kane because bob kane was also in the batman 89 movie he was also in that same scene he was a news reporter and i always thought it was him 
Then when he appeared, I was like, wait, Bob Kane's dead. Who is the? Wait, I was confused. I was like, oh, yeah, that's not actually Bob Kane. It's a different actor. But it was just interesting seeing him and seeing the Batman, hearing the Batman 89 theme in the background when they went to that earth and seeing the bat signal in the newspaper, everything like that, that fit that earth. It was pretty cool to see. You know what was interesting about that? In the after show for Crisis, they were playing like this little game show with Kevin Smith and one of his friends, and they're saying, you know, if uh, the Batman and Robin, I think Batman was, you know, if Batman 89 was from the 1989 movie, which earth would have been Batman, you know, 97, or Batman from, you know, like the Mr. Freeze one, you're like, Batman would be on earth 97. I was like, wait, but at least the Batman and Robin one and Batman Forever are in the same continuity, so why would those be different Earths? No, those... Well, yeah, I felt like the first two films were, like, the same. And then the last, the last two, two were, were the probably, same. You know... Oh, Josh. It is what it is. Yeah. But, uh, so we got them. We got... Titans. Uh, Titans. Mm, short yeah. cameo from unused uh, scene from... They're scrapped like season one finale, I think. Right. They just threw that in there. Earth Nine for the Titans. Uh, who else did we get? So, uh, the smaller cameos. You had Huntress from the Birds of Prey show. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, her and Oracle. Because mm-hmm. Oracle was the voice of it, too. Um, you got, let's see. Let's go through the different Earths. So, you had Batman 89. We're not talking about the big cameos yet. We're talking about the smaller ones out there for just a second. Mm-hmm. Um, man. Just trying to go through the list because there's a lot of them. They did a lot of fan service from the different shows. It's baby. the year of fan service. Yeah. It is the year of fan service. I'm okay with it. Uh, but yeah, so let's just go into the bigger oh, cameos. I mean, they also brought back Wentworth Miller. Oh, yeah, yeah, as a cameo. Oh, yeah, he he replaced Gideon on the ship. That's right. That was nice to hear. They were like, I am Leonard. And I was like, wait a minute, what? I was like, oh, that's nice. They brought back Wentworth Miller because he's on another TV show now. And, you know, he kind of left to pursue other projects. So it's good that he was able to come back for that. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just a voiceover. Um, Let's see. Who else did they bring back? You know, the Jonah Hex cameo. And I think Jim Corrigan played somebody in Smallville. I think that was his connection to the DC Universe, too. Like, he played, like, a villain of the week on Smallville or freak of the week on Smallville at one point. A lot of people were in Smallville before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Erica Durant was both as Kara's mother and as Lois, Lois Lane. Lane. She was only on there for, like, five Right. Yeah, she was. Lois yeah, Lane. she was. That's right. So, there's that. Um, still sad about no Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah, I understand why he didn't do it. They didn't want to give him enough money. And, it was short notice. Yeah, and they wouldn't give him the script. So there's that. Um, I just don't think he wants to shave his head again. Oh, he said he was willing to shave his head again for it. But the thing is, his grandfather was sick at the time. They wouldn't give him a script, and there was no money. Attached, said it would be free. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. We're going to pass on that one, he said. It's all right. I think I think a two and a half Luther is pretty yeah pretty good. I, John Cryer has done a great job as Luther, surprisingly so. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, from someone that was generally a comedic role, he pulled he pulled the same thing that um uh, from Breaking Bad. What's his name? Oh, um, Brian Cranston. Yeah, Brian Cranston. Like, I mean, he was the dad on Malcolm in the Middle, and yeah. then he played like a drug dealer. Right. 
drug kingpin. <clears throat> a drug king, king kingpin. So yeah, I mean, no, he's done a good job, but. I mean, just getting back to the crisis in general, I mean, that first episode I thought was pretty good for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, the ending, I was like, oh man, what's going to happen? I think the second episode was probably the weakest so far. That's when we got the Superman and Batman type stuff. Yeah. Um, it was cool to see, you know, uh, Brandon Routh in the Kingdom Come suit as Superman. Um, that's where we got our Tom Welling Smallville cameo. Which was pretty fun. Um, and then my favorite part, seeing, you know, uh, you you hear the voice. Robert and I were watching it and, you know, they break open into the house. And then you just hear, you have to be, you know, you have to forgive us. We don't get many visitors here lately. And it's just like, the chills. Yeah, the you hear chills. Kevin Conroy's voice before you see him because that's what people know him from. Right. Which I thought was good. So, and they played against the type for Batman. You know, they made him not... Well, they kind of made him the crazy loner. They made him the Batman versus Superman, Batman, full murder. Right, so I was wondering how people were going to react to that because a lot of people had a a huge aversion to Batflex killing in Batman v Superman. But yet they have Kevin Conroy playing the same type of Batman. And I didn't really see a outcry about that. He even used the same line from Batman vs. Superman. My parents taught me that the world only makes sense when you force it to. Right. So there were direct parallels, and you just couldn't... You didn't see that same type of outrage, I guess. Because Kevin Conroy's beloved. Ben Affleck, not so much. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just very interesting seeing how he was full-on murdered and was ready to kill Kara, and there was not that much of an outlash about that. And then he died. Yeah. Yeah. Which electricity a, in the DC universe is really uh really potent apparently. Yeah. Because have you did you see Titans yeah. in the finale? We uh, talked about it last time. It. I was like, uh, out of all the ways for Donna Troy to die by lightning, like she is a demigod. She's a demigod. How did she die by lightning? And then to see in the Wonder Woman trailer, Diana's riding on like r- r- lightning. So it's just like, all right. <laughs> just anything goes apparently with lightning. Um. Yeah. But yeah. So. What did you guys think of, um, you know, Lex Luthor just being able to just hop around with the Book of Destiny? It was very Lex Luthor-like. I think, if anything, if Lex Luthor could find a way to do that, he would have been his character because he, he craves power. And he would want to kill every Superman on every Earth if he had the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that was very much in the vein of his character, which I really liked. Because it was like, oh, Lex Luthor found a way to get ultimate power with a very Lex Luthor thing to do. And then he used it and started going around the different Earths killing Superman, which was just great. Especially that little shout out to that Doomsday, uh, the Superman, the death of Superman with the cape flying in the background. Yeah, and it, that was Superman. cool. Which Superman was that again? I don't know. Oh, it was the Superboy Superman. I think it was, yeah, there was like an old Superboy show or something like that. I think it was that actor. Yeah. The one that was dead. Yeah. For like a second, yeah. Um, and then, you know, you transition into, he hops to the Smallville world, yeah. and uh, it was a great interaction. You're like, oh, I didn't know the president was in town. And I forgot that he was the president. Yeah, because they, you know, they did that in that last little flashboard in uh, the series finale, um, and then they hint at it in the season 11 comics uh, for Smallville. And then... Uh, He's just like, you gave up your powers? You were a god. I didn't miss these conversations. Yeah, that was great. 
So the thing about that, it was like Tom Welling got the perfect ending for what he wanted his character to have in Smallville. So I don't know if a lot of people remember, the main model for Smallville back when it first came out was no flights, no tights, Mm -hmm. meaning that Clark Kent would not fly and he would not put on the Superman suit. That was the whole premise of the show because they wanted it to be about Clark Kent and not Superman. So when the original showrunners left, uh, Clark Kent, I think around six, Tom Welling became the executive producer of the show and he wanted to keep the spirit of their no flights, no tights because the new showrunners wanted to make it more of a Superman show and less about Clark Kent. And Tom Welling said, no, we're going to keep the model no flights, no tights, which is why it took all those seasons for him to finally, the season finale, the series finale, to put on the suit and become Superman because that's what he wanted. So it makes perfect sense that his character in the show of Crisis was uh, powerless and didn't put on the suit anymore because that's what Tom Welling would have wanted for the show continue so it makes perfect sense for his character to go out that way and then they said that the smallville season 11 comic was canon so they pretty much they already went through their crisis you know the last part was a it was a sort of crisis on infinite earth just without all the extra earth it was pretty much like the monitors were the monitors from like infinite crisis were essentially trying to reboot the entire multiverse oh yeah i remember and so if they've already gone through that, they pretty much already, you know, touched. And you have the full Justice League there and everything like that. So, you know, he could just hang up his tights after. Yeah, and then there was still Connor was on that earth as well. Right. So you had Titans, you had the Justice League, the Legion. You were set. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that they said it made sense for them to have the small little Superman on the farm and the Brandon Routh Superman the Daily Planet. Because mm-hmm. that's where those Supermen were, like, right. in their respective, like, shows and movies. So, no, I was totally fine with that. And I like how, like, Lex was just so pissed off. He just couldn't even kill a Smallville Superman. Yeah. He was just like, you know, all right, buddy, you won this round and just leaves. Yeah, and they said it was a uh, blue kryptonite watch that stripped him of his powers. You know, the watch he had on was, you know, had, like, blue kryptonite, like, like encrusted in there and that's why he didn't have his powers which means he could have always gotten them back right you know if he just took it off the one thing that was sort of weird for me was when you know lois lane thought he was joking about that i'm like out of all the things you've seen you thought that was a joke yeah that was a little like it's like oh we that's crazy that would never happen it's like she's seen she's literally written about you know. Yeah, even even before, like, say you take out the season 11 comic where you have, like, the introduction of the multiverse and everything like that, you've literally seen your husband move a planet from out the atmosphere. Like, I, I think that the fact that there is, you know, a multiverse or that, you know, the universe is coming to an end wouldn't be that much of a shot. Yeah. But, you know, it was great to see Erica Duran's back. She looked totally different than when she was Alara. When she was Supergirl's mom. Yeah, yeah like she smart. looked physically older as uh, Supergirl's mom. And then she just looked like what she looks like, you know, normally. The funny thing is we were talking about, I didn't even recognize Erica Durant as Supergirl's mom. And I was like, wait, that was that was Erica Durant? She was like, yes. I was like, oh, wow. It was a complete and totally different shift of what she looked like because when she went back to the Smallville farm that's how I'm used to seeing her so it was just different seeing her being in a different role and I knew she was in Supergirl 
I kind of stopped watching Supergirl around the beginning of Super season two, but it was just weird just to see how vastly different she looked in a short amount of time. But it was just vastly different. For sure. It was also funny watching Ty- Tyler Heckler's Super uh, Man look at look in comparison with Tom Welling and Brandon Routh and how small he is. Yeah. Tyler Hecklin is not no, he is not nearly as big as them. No, no. At all, he I mean, Lois, his Lois Lane notice. She yeah. was like sizing up the other Superman. Yeah, and Tyler Hegel. He's like, honey, I'm like, right here. Yeah, yeah. You're like you're right there too. <laughs> yeah, because it, it was also really good to see Brandon Ralph being Superman again because he got shafted badly. Yeah, he I did. Mean, because Superman Returns was not a good movie, but he was a very good Superman, and it was just sad to see that he wasn't able to get the sequel that he deserved because he was just in a bad movie. And so it, he seemed very comfortable slipping back into the role of Superman. And I was like, wow, I'm really glad that he got a second chance at it. So I remember when he posted on Instagram about the trainer who got him ready for Superman Returns died uh, not too long ago. Because they were talking about how he might get another chance to play Superman. But his trainer didn't get to see it. So he dedicated a whole post to that trainer about Aww. not giving up on your dreams and just continue to work. And I thought that was really nice. Mm. And he made a dedication to that to his trainer. Yeah, I've met. Uh, I saw Brandon Routh. He came to Motor City Comic Con like a like a year and a half ago. Yeah, so he's a good guy. Um, he's leaving Legends too, which is kind of it's kind of sad. But you know, when a show's on that long, they want to change things sometimes. Right, and he was already uh, in Arrow for like two seasons before Legends started. So they, they, he didn't leave by choice though. They're getting rid of, they, whatever, I mean, the showrunners, they pretty much let him and, um, who his, his wife, wife plays, yeah. Nora. Yeah. Oh, another Nora. Not another Nora. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nora Dark, yeah, yeah. They're, they both got told like, hey, we're gonna get rid of you. But I think they're replacing him with Ryan Choi, which is why they're bringing, which is why they mm-hmm. brought him in in this crossover. Because they just want another Adam. I also think that the show is going is going to end after this season too. From it might. Know, there was rumors that this is going to be the last season of Legends. I mean, if they're trying to do, I mean, they're so they're doing Star Girl, they're doing Mia spinoff, and then is there something? Is there another show? That, oh, the Super, the Lois and Clark show yeah. that they want to do. So I mean, something's going to have to get cut. I mean, I'm sure Flash is probably going to end relatively soon as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the nature, I think. Yeah. It, you know, all things have to come to an end. Yeah, and um, what's his name? Greg Berlanti can't juggle any more shows at this point. Because this man is juggling 22 shows on television at the moment. Yeah, no, he's got way too, way too much. He's in, he's in charge of Titans, too, isn't he? Yep. That man does not sleep. He does not. Because he has Titans. It's all CW shows. He has the show Prodigal Son on... Fox, he has the Thin Red Line on CBS. That's where it is. But he has a lot of CBS shows. He has a lot of Fox shows. He has a lot of um, a lot of C- he has all the CW superhero shows. He just does not sleep, and he does movies too. So it's just like, when does this man have time to be a, a normal person, like a human being? Because he does not sleep. Mm-hmm. He involved in that many shows, film projects, and everything like that. It's just insane. And then he's adding more. So, like, you got the Stargirl show, then you have the Lois and Clark show. And then, so, yeah, since Arrow's going off the air, that's one less show. Then Flash will probably end up probably about two seasons or more once the new DC, 
a new Arrowverse is more subtle. Because they can't afford to lose Flash. And, and Arrow at the same time. Those, right. are, those are the flagship shows. Yeah. So, once the new Arrowverse is settled, I believe we'll see the Flash get put out to pasture. Game Day was a good reverse Flash season. We uh, gotta, we gotta see Barry's other kids. Yeah, we gotta get the, the tornado, tornado twins. twins. Yeah. But uh, so now going into night three, we get brought in Black Lightning, which had a interesting sort of tie into the yeah so black lightning i saw did you see the whole episode yeah so black lightning they um there they had an episode tying into crisis that was almost like if you've ever read a tie-in comic to an event that episode was just like that where yeah. it's like you could have not seen it and still watched the regular event and it's fine but if you watch a black lightning show you're like oh that's cool it pretty much dealt with like it pretty much dealt with jennifer like lightning his daughter like meeting versions of herself from other timelines that had made other choices mm-hmm. and like you had one jennifer that was like really good and then you had one that was like really evil and like the jennifer we have is sort of like in the middle. in the in between and i actually it was, it was as far as an episode of black lightning i actually thought it was really good that jennifer Burt too she's just murdered everybody she killed her whole family yeah she killed her whole family did not even that was dark yeah even though I was sort of like I was uh, sort of confused as to how Thunder went down so easily, and she's just like shock, and you just went down as easily as your your non powered. Yeah, cause she did. breathed first, didn't she? Yeah, and then you never saw her like. But Thunder's powers—I don't know if she's impervious to lightning like that. Who knows? She's impervious to like bullets and like physical sort of attacks, yeah. right? I mean, if you stop your heart, yeah, ain't nothing gonna stop that. But, uh, yeah, no, so that was, that was, I actually liked the episode, and then I thought it was, I couldn't stop laughing, though, when, you know, you see Jennifer in the, in, in the corner of the roof where she's just, like, the little twinkling lights, I'm like, ah, it's Tinkerbell. Pretty much. And then uh, they all died. Yeah. Can we talk about, I think it was in episode three, when Diggle and Black Lightning first saw each other and gave each other the, the head nod. nod? Yes. The, it's, it's universal. The black head nod is universal. It goes through different Earths and multiverses. It's universal. It's just, that was great to see. Yes. You know, for on an Arrow show to have more than, you know, one black person on, on, a, on the screen at one time. And we heard the theory that uh, Dig is his brother-in-law, right? Because Lynn is supposed to be Lynn Stewart. And oh, people yeah. think that... People wanted Diggle to be Green Lantern. And they've even, like, messed around with that in the show. And the idea is like, oh, what if Diggle is, like, Lynn's brother? Well, you know, what I'm... It's interesting, you know, especially having gone back and read the Crisis comic book. The one thing that, that you see in the trailer that Oliver says is that the Anti-Monitor is at the beginning of time. In the comic, the Anti-Monitor went back in time to the uh, beginning of the universe because there was a Owen scientist called Krona before they became the Guardians of the Universe and everything like that who used their advanced technology to look back at the beginning of the time to see when the universe, the multiverse, was made. Or the universe was made. And then through that experiment, that's when the multiverse got made because everything splintered. Because the one law was you're not supposed to go back in time and see how the universe, you know, the Big Bang happened. And so then that's when, you know, they created the Manhunters and then they created the Green Lantern Corps. So if they sort of use that sort of logic, we could get the Green Lanterns and then 
John Stewart can be. John Diggle can take his, you know, name and be John Stewart Green Lantern. Because they, like, I mean, they're really, because even Arrow last season, you meet, like, Diggs, like, stepdad, and his yeah. last name is Stewart. So yeah. you're, like, like, they're they're messing around with that, but I'm also, like, can they even do Green Lantern on TV? Because that's really expensive. Well, you well, have a Green Lantern the, TV show yeah, coming. Yeah, uh, Green Lantern show coming out, which Greg Berlanti's also producing. But, um, yeah. So there was rumors that in this crisis we'll find out that John Stewart is actually Green Lantern. Because I remember, what was it? What was it last year? Was that, uh, Christ? What was last year's? Elseworlds. Elseworlds. When did, cause, no. Yeah, was, Elseworlds. Because, uh, the 90s Flash came over. He's like, John, where's your ring? ring? Yeah, I remember that. See, not wearing your ring, this earth must be different. Right. So, it, it it's possible. So yeah, there was a rumor that he was going to play Green Lantern in this crossover. So we'll see. There's two episodes left. I have a feel because I okay. Well, well, we after we finish talking about the third episode, we can get into predictions. Mm-hmm. I have I have pretty I have an idea of what I think they'll want to do. But mm-hmm. is there anything else in the third episode you want to talk about? We already talked about the Isle Respector stuff already. Um, Lex Luthor writing his name to cross out Superman. That was pretty funny. It was, was funny. That was great. And that was great. totally in character. That was perfectly in Lex Luthor's character to do so. He's like, whew, glad that worked. <laughs> everybody's name, he crosses out Superman and puts his, his own name. Yeah, that, that made sense for his character. Yeah, Pariah saved the Paragons. Uh, speaking of the Paragons, that's not something that was in the comics right. per se, but I thought it was interesting. So, you know, you gave Batwoman. I, I felt like there were... The Paragons that got assigned should have been swapped. Yeah. Supergirl should have been love, love for Barry, sure. And Barry should have been hope. And Barry should have been hope because Supergirl, at least in her character, is is sort of like... Actually, you know where they're probably getting the Paragon sort of from? Mm. Blackest Night. That too, but... that Supergirl has been more about love than she has been about hope in her show. Yeah. You know, like her love for Earth, her love for her family, her love for her friends... And while Barry has that too, Barry's superpower is, is hope. hope. They literally stated that in the show multiple times, that his greatest asset, his greatest strength is his hope. Yeah, because it was, uh, the last person to say that was... So they even said it in season six at some point, that his, I think Joe said it. He said, your greatest power is not your speed, it's your hope. Right, and someone else quoted H.R. Wells, who said that as well. I think it was Joe. Yeah, so, yeah, so, you know, that should have been that. Uh, Batwoman being encouraged by, um, what did they give Ryan Choi? Humanity? humanity? Yeah, I think it was Humanity. Yeah, I was like, I like I get you're trying to introduce him to the universe, but, you know, what makes his, what makes him a paragon? We don't really get to see that. No, not yet. Um, so. Martian Manhunter was one. Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> he was because Superman was truth. truth. Martian Manhunter was. No, because Batwoman was courage. Barry was love. Kara was hope. I want to say Manhunter was virtue. Something like that. To the internet. You can look it up. Yeah. yeah, go for it. But yeah, I mean, if if you give them all, you know. The rings for, you know, the fight against the Anti-Monitor. I'm okay with it. Pull a Captain Planet. Yeah. Make the White Lantern. 
So let's see. Destiny was uh, Sarah. Oh yeah, she. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, she wielded the spear of destiny. Um. So let's see. We had Hope, which was Akara, Courage, Batwoman, Destiny, Sarah, Truth, um, Brandon Ralph, Superman, um. Okay, this article is not updated, but someone said that uh, um, Stargirl was going to be a paragon. But I'm like, wait, you already have all seven now. She's supposed to cameo probably at the, probably in the last episode. Yeah, after the new <clears throat> Earth is created. Um. Oh, and they also are trying to like have a rivalry with Kara and Batwoman now. Yeah, I, I don't think that's earned. I think no, you can just have yet. them be friends. I think, well, they said that they're trying to replace the Barry and Oliver dynamic with those two. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. I just wish, I feel bad, because like, I, just, I just wish Batwoman was a better show. Because I've, I've watched it, and it's, it's fine, but, like, you have, like, all this Batman lore at your disposal, and it's just pretty much family drama with her and her sister, which I was bored of after, like, four episodes. What I was disappointed in the show is that how it started before, like they gave you a great introduce, introduction of Batwoman in um, Elseworlds last year, and instead of continuing from that point on, they started the show months before and everything like that. I was like, that's not a good move. Yeah, and she like has to learn how to be like Batman and that kind like, of. Like we don't need an origin season. And. Like, she was already established as the character. Right. You gave her a good intro, and then you kind of squander it by trying to do an origin season, which you didn't need to do. And then you have, uh, she gets brought in by Lyra, or by, you know, Harbinger, Lila as Harbinger, and then she's just like, I don't know these people. Like, you literally knocked out Oliver a year ago, and you didn't really have that much interaction with Kara, either. So, you know. It was a different writer. Right. Whoever was writing that did not pay enough attention to the Elseworlds scripts. No. Yeah. They, I mean, I feel like if I was a writer, I would have rewatched Elseworlds just to make sure. Mm-hmm. You know, but it is what it is. Also, she punched Lila and Lila was just like, okay. You but know like, we also didn't pay attention to each other's scripts? Star Wars. Let's not talk about that yet. <laughs> We're not there yet. All right. So, uh, anything else from episode one, two, or three before we get into predictions? I did like how Lila was under control from the anti monitor the whole time. Yeah, and that's I like when she turned and had like the eyes, and you're like, uh oh. And that's and that follows the the comic because the and she an- killed the monitor. Like yeah, he's dead. And, yeah, and that also happened in the comic. Yeah. Um, but the thing, the difference was. Or at least we don't haven't seen it yet, but the monitor knew that was going to happen and planned for it, and his plan for it was what powered like the machine to help save things and all everything like that. Um, so uh, we'll see if he that this monitor was that forward thinking. Um, but I think one of the things that uh, Uncle Guggy said during the uh, Uncle Guggy. <laughs> during the after show. Was that in episode four, we'll get like a monitor origin. And 
if I remember correctly, he was saying some like something we haven't really, you know, DC Comics haven't really explored the origins of the Monitor, and I'm like, I mean, unless you're going in, into the backs, like real deep into the backstory and like fleshing more things out, he said we haven't really seen that. I'm like, you do sort of get that in, in Crisis in, in the comic book. And yeah. it's also written by Marv Wolfman as well. So I'm like, okay, so he gets to flesh out his own story, which is good. But, um, yeah, so predictions. What you got? Uh, well, Oliver's clearly going to be the Spectre. Spectre. I heard, I listened to the extended version of the preview for next episode, and you hear Oliver say the eight of us are not enough, so mm-hmm. he's going to help out and fight and be physically there, right. I guess, in some form. And um, there is a pan, and there's a panel of the spec. There's like a cover mm-hmm. for Crisis, right? It has a Spectre and all these superheroes fighting like the Anti Monitor. Yep. So I'm wondering if we're going to get something like that, where he's going to be able to bring some of the other characters back, and they'll do like a. I'm curious if they'll do like an in-game style final battle, or they're going to handle it differently. Well, even John Cryer said at, on the aftermath of Crisis, the TV show that they did afterwards. They're saying his favorite scenes have not come up yet. They're in episodes four and five, where there's this massive battle at a quarry that he got to do at a live quarry, where they got to do all these stunts, all these explosions, and there was this massive fight. That was his favorite moment, and it had a whole bunch of heroes. It had Lex Luthor, it had everybody else. So that I, I think that is going to happen. Yeah, it's pretty pretty safe bet. Um... Trying to think of anything else. I mean, they. I mean, in the preview, like Oliver told Barry, he was in the Speed Force. Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten any Thawne yet, and yeah, he said in the last season, "See you in the next crisis." So he's got to show up at some point, right? Maybe not, he's not paying attention again. I mean, they sort of like wiped out that whole, um, you know, that newspaper was a lie right. thing. You know, so that one thing we've been holding on to for six seasons right. in a movie uh, was sort of, you know, just thrown out by the monitor. Even it, when that newspaper changed, which made that even weirder. Right, because the original newspaper was just flash bashes in a crisis. Then I think around season four or five, we found out that it was the reverse flash, Oliver. No, no, no. It, 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 was, it was in the original one. Too. Yeah, it was Flash, Firestorm, Green Arrow, uh, and I think they still called it Starling City then. Um, Hawk Girl, I Hawk think Girl too. was ah, there. The good old days. Yeah, I remember when the Hawks were supposed to be the leaders of, you know, Legends. and They had a whole season barista. pretty much dedicated to them, and then afterwards they were just like, yeah, get out of here. It's because she's a barista. barista. Yeah, because if I had it here one more time, I used to be a barista, I was going to pluck my own eyes out and stop watching but it was just wouldn't wouldn't you want to take your own ears out i I digress anyway um but so i think that um we are going to get some of those iconic uh we already got the iconic flash panel of him disappearing um i still we're gonna get that iconic supergirl panel um, where, you know, after she fights the anti-monitor and, you know, She's sort of dies. Yeah, so we're going to get that some way, somehow. I, it may not be Supergirl. It may be somebody else. It may be Supergirl holding someone. Um, but I still think we're going to get that. Um, I wonder if we're going to get the, the anti-monitor shell. 
because it's after he fights Supergirl that he gets that shell uh, that he's sort of known for uh, that you see him in all, all his other subsequent appearances because he does show up as like you know a literal anti-monitor you mm-hmm. know that white version that we see now so I hope we get that shell um, you know because they did the quantum tower and you know that looked really good mm-hmm. and so you know you got your budget on that let's hope you save some more budget for four and five they did because I mean well I mean they did I mean they used like they had the Superman Superman fight you yeah. know but, but they didn't do a ton of crazy stuff not yet but if you also watch the the seasons leading up to like for everything for Crisis they have been very low key with a lot of their action sequences and things like that you could tell they were saving their budget for Crisis yeah so um but yeah I think the Hawks will show up at some point. Just just for kicks and giggles. Hey, we did get a... They were sup- I mean, they said last year in Legends that a uh, former Legend was supposed to show up as a villain. And it was rumored that it was going to be Hawkgirl. And then it never happened. We that didn't got, happen. We got Vandal Savage. We did get Hell. Vandal Savage, which was actually kind of fun. Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. And Hell? Yeah, yeah that was with, pretty... With Ray, that was hilarious. Um... Yeah, we don't. Yeah, I, it'd be nice the Hawk showed up. Remember Firestorm? Yeah, I mean, we got Jax to show up. In that Legends finale, yeah. All hail Bebo. Well, that was because you can only get Victor Garber on the show for so long. Yeah. Before he wants to do something else. He wanted to go back to Broadway. Broadway. He's back in Broadway. That's yeah. why he stopped wanting to do it. But, I mean, you could have, uh, who was it, Jax, and you could get, oh, wait, no, Ronnie's. Well, is Ronnie dead again? Or yeah, is he he's just still gone? dead. He's always been dead. I thought he came back. He did. No. No. He had Earth 2 Ronnie. Oh, yeah, Earth 2 Ronnie there. He was. showed up in the Speed Force, I think, for a minute in one of the season three episodes. Yeah. But I don't think. No, Ronnie never came back. No, well, then you could just, you know. Yeah, all right. Anyway. Uh, anybody else from any other show that would be we haven't gotten Linda Carter as Wonder Woman which is sort of strange considering she was on Supergirl she's, as the president yeah she played the president on Supergirl and she's still the president in, in Supergirl not but, anymore not anymore okay. no. oh wait did she well in Supergirl she was an alien and when oh, she got yeah. out as an alien she resigned and that was a whole plot of season 4 where the country was racist. They were using aliens as like a stand-in for like immigration, oh, right. and that was like the whole season four plot of Supergirl. That's also pretty much like season three's plot, yeah. And season two's plot. <clears throat> and season one's plot. Anyway, um, so any other characters from DC shows? Uh, I still said there's still some cameos that we haven't seen yet. So. Yeah. I'm sure. I still think we're gonna get uh, Tom Welling in tights. He, I think we'll see him as Superman. I don't know about that. You bring him back for the final battle. I want to. I would like to see it, but I highly doubt that happens. How about a Chloe Sullivan cameo, guys? Yeah, yeah. no. I think she's a little busy. <laughs> is, it, is she? Is she in prison? No, she's still waiting for her trial. Still waiting for a trial. Yeah. Well, they're gonna probably. She was working for someone else, though. I think so. They'll probably get her to. Flip on. Oh, she's dead, but she's still getting jail she's time. She's still getting jail She's still going to get some jail time. Because yeah. she went from, it's one thing if she was like, you know, just, you know, your average henchman. Apparently she was up there like number two, number three after a while. Oh, yeah, she was actively recruiting people. Yeah. And knew she was actively recruiting people. Yeah, that sounds about right. 
Um, so, uh, Lana Lang could come back. I don't know what Krista Kruick is doing right now. I mean, she doesn't have. Is Beauty and the Beast still on CW? No. And she doesn't have any superpowers anymore. It was actually really funny when I, I went to Motor City Comic Con one year. Um, uh, Michael Rosenbaum and Tom Welling were there, and he's like, "All right," and then the, the MC's like, "All right, time for Q and A," and he was like, "No questions about the." Um, he was like, "No questions about Chloe," and then like everybody's like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, Motor City Comic Con. The actors I met at Comic Con from Arrowverse were. Um, John Barrowman, really nice guy. Also, um, Kate, Katie Cassidy, I think that was her. I don't yes. Know, Kate Cassidy. I was, Katie Cassidy, she was really nice. She was there one year? She was there, and I helped fix her phone one. Uh, that's when I still worked for Apple. And, you know, I was in line, and I met her. And she was having, I could hear her and her sister having issues with her phone. So it was an issue. I, I work at Apple, and I helped her out, and she was very helpful. She gave me a hug. I was like, oh, that's nice. That's you know? cool. That's actually really cool. So, yeah, so that was that was a nice moment. Yeah, that's all that gave you for that. You're like, can I get a picture? They're like, you gotta pay for it. Yeah, but no, then, uh, it was funny because watching, because um, this was during season two of Arrow, and so there was this guy in this really dope, um, this really dope Deathstroke Death. costume, and he walked up to John Barrowman, and Barrowman was just like, you know what, F you. It was <laughs> hilarious. It was great. Do you think we'll get a, a Deathstroke cameo? No. They kind of, I mean, they kind of wrap that up in their in Arrow. I mean, to help out, you know. To help out, it'd be cool if he did, but probably. Yeah, because I mean, or you just get someone in the suit like you did for the the hundredth episode. Hundredth yeah. episode, yeah. Yeah, and then you know, just use the voiceover. I mean, you still have to pay him, but not nearly as much. One trope that they haven't used that I wish they did is that I wish, like, the heroes got so desperate they had to recruit, like, villains to help out, but mm-hmm. they wouldn't... It's just not... That's just not gonna happen. I mean, Barry's already... But I love... I, I, that's one of my favorite tropes, though, is that, like, when a good guy has to go to a villain for help to fight someone even worse. Mm-hmm. You that's know? my prediction is Lex Luthor is gonna be the main person who saves the day. He might. I think Lex Luthor's gonna be the one who saves the day. Yep. That's one of my predictions. That's his destiny. Yep. Then he's going to join the Justice League. Um, We got anything else at all? Uh, any predictions for cameos? What's left? Besides Michael Keaton showing up as Batman, I don't, I don't know. They've had they've had Dean Cain on the Supergirl show before. I'm sure. No, Superman. but they don't like him. Terry Hatch. He's a, he, you know he's a huge Trump supporter? Just off topic. Yes. Yeah, he is. Terry Hatcher has been on there, right? Yeah, Terry Hatcher was, um... She's a Daxamite. Yeah. She's mon mom. Yeah. Uh, they could bring back mon Uh They could do anybody from the legions of superheroes, whether it was the animated show or the, uh... That, that, it only had two seasons. They're um, back in the comics again, too. Yeah. Um, Thanks, well, Doctor Manhattan. Doomsday Clock. Woo! Ah, uh, so that's a whole other thing. Um, uh, and then let's see. You could have anybody from the Justice League TV show or the movies now that could be those iterations. Tim Daly could come be a Superman. Yeah, I don't think anybody from the DC side. They have Phil Lamar in Supergirl. Yeah, he played uh, Martian Manhunter. The evil Martian Manhunter. Yeah, Malfa Ock. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. Um. 
You could bring back the Martian Manhunter from Smallville if you wanted to. Oh, Bill Morris. Bill Morris. Um, I would like... Who was the actress that played Wonder Woman in the... Uh, the Fail Pilot? No, no, not in the Fail Pilot because she's on the Orville. Um, but, I mean, you could do that to her, but, you know. But no, the... Um, from the animated series, from the Justice League cartoons. Uh, from the... I'm not sure. Movies. I don't know what her name is. I think it's like Susan something. Yeah, you could but bring her Gina back. Taurus is like I think is the new Wonder Woman now. Rosario Dawson as well. Okay, so it's either one of them. I, I, thinking, would, I, would, I would. I would. I would love. It would have been funny if they those. got uh, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> if Nicolas Cage was the dead Superman on the Death of Superman thing they did, that actually would have been pretty funny. Wasn't that the plot they were trying to do with that movie? I don't know. I think so. Something along those lines. That would have been great. There's supposed to be a documentary coming out about that failed pilot. But like Nicolas Cage is Superman, like oh, it was glorious. He had his mullet and everything because there's actual pictures of uh, Nicolas Cage in the Superman suit. In the suit. I mean, they're they're just you know they're really great. I don't know if you've ever seen them. Oh, no cameos from Gotham. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that. And that was another, not to go back to Batwoman, that's another gripe. Gotham is over. I mean, I guess we're getting a, like, Matt Reeves Batman movie, but, like, I need more, like, Batman villains (laughs) in that show. Yeah. That's <laughs> so good. Yeah. I mean, I guess the thing is, I get have... maybe, I get maybe you don't, I get maybe you can't use Joker or Penguin or Riddler or mm-hmm. whatever, but like, and they talked about that on the after show with like the Batwoman head, um, and I think like the thing is with like, with at least Supergirl, Supergirl has legitimate beast with a lot of these Superman villains because she's been around for a while. Batwoman has not really been all that relevant in she the has comics. Her She's just been going in and out of being relevant Different. for the past like twenty years. They the just comic. put her on teams, pretty much. Yeah, I don't think. I or think... she shows up for Bat Family events. Yeah. Was she even in Leviathan in this last run of Leviathan? I don't know. I so. No, she was in the Batman. She was in like the um, the Tom King Batman run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, there, there's. Uh, I think they have a lot of people they could pull from. Uh, that you know will just be a whole lot of fan service. I'm, I'm fine with starting my 2020 with some more fan service. Uh, 2020 is going to be such a fun year. Uh, but I am excited about the last two parts of Crisis. Um, I think we'll get that panel with the Spectre and all the other heroes fighting. Um, that shouldn't be that hard to do because it was essentially them blasting energy at the anti monitor. Yeah, you know you had a little, you've had a little bit of that, so I don't think it'll be. And that some hard. people haven't showed up yet. Like we've gotten like mo- we haven't gotten a lot of arrow supporting cast at all. Oh, you know what I want? What? Static shock. Give static. me static shock. They don't. I just don't understand. Like we were talking about this. Rob on other podcasts, like, mm-hmm. Static Shock could literally be, like, Spider-Man level if DC mm-hmm. actually wanted to use him. But, like, I know that, like, the whole Milestone thing, but, like, he has had a solo book in forever. But there was a rumor that he was going to show up in Black Lightning, like, he was going to be one of the students, because they said, if Black Lightning does well and it continues, you'll see Miles, uh, not Miles, Virgil. Virgil. Virgil Hawkins, not Miles, wow. Mm. Sorry. You'll see Virgil Hawkins pop up in the show. Like the showrunner said that. I remember asking them about that 
you know, at Comic Con last year, last year, two years ago. They said it would happen like in a season two thing. Yeah, it has not happened. No, nope. and we're in halfway through season three. That could have been a love interest for Jennifer. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know. Jennifer doesn't seem like the most stable. I don't know if I want that for Virgil, to be honest. <laughs> but well, no, I mean, like, she had to deal with Khalil, and Khalil was just all over. But like for me, like if I'm DC and I see like the success of stuff like Spider Verse, like Miles Morales and Marvel's mm-hmm. doing, like. Static could be on that level if they gave it enough, you know, love and care and put it in front of people. Because people love the Static Shock TV show and it only got canceled because it, it didn't sell it didn't, enough they toys. They didn't sell toys. Yeah, I know the ratings on that show were great throughout, I believe. There's actually a great uh, Static Shock fan film out there that's actually really good. I can't think of the guy who actually made it. Did no. you find it on film Twitter? Yes. Hmm. Uh, David Kirkman. He is a massive uh, Static Shock fan fan he's making his own static shock universe in a way where he's doing rocket he's doing icon he's doing a follow-up to a static shock film it's about 45 minutes long it's really really good if you uh take a look at it it's pretty good mm, yeah that's cool i definitely yeah i just i don't know the potential's there like all you all you have to show me it's just, you know, and like looking over the new earth, you just see, you know, a black kid flying with some electricity sparking out of a trash can lid. That's all I need. Oh, one more thing. So at the end of this, are they, you think they're only going to have one earth? You think they'll have like less than infinite earth? Like, what do you guys think they're going to do after well, the crossover is over? Like, is Supergirl going to be like on their earth and Black well, Lightning and stuff? Yeah, as a follow up, as a follow up to that though, they say they're infinite earths. But before they said there were 53 Earths. There were the 52 because that was what happened in Infinite Crisis. It became 52 Earths again. That became the multiverse. And then we had the 53rd with Earth X. So are there infinite Earths now? Or is it just... There's infinite the, now. Like Lucifer was an Earth like... 666. Six, 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 six. Yeah. So then they're infinite Earths now. So yeah. So then, you know, you can either merge them into 52 or you can merge them into the one. Yeah. I'm, they will consolidate the earth. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure they'll knock it down to one. Or you could do two or three. Yeah, I see they'll do more one. That way there could be more interpersonal crossovers and things like that. You mean like the DC EU is doing? Yeah. And I want them, and honestly, in the future, like I do, and this is something I want from the Marvel movies too, to be honest. Like, We've got a lot of, like, big, huge, like, crazy crossovers and stuff in the past years, and I would like more, like, buddy stuff, more, like, dynamic duo-type team-up type crossovers. Like, everything doesn't need to be, like, huge, like, the universe is ending. Mm-hmm. Like, Supergirl and Batwoman could have their own thing. Yeah. And those shows also have similar demographics who are going to watch them. You know, right, they could it wouldn't be own, as much of a hurdle in the actors. They could have their own world's finest crossover. Yeah. Because I even like, I mean, Flash and Arrow, they had a couple of good things where it was mainly just those two. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Barry would pop up in Arrow to help out Oliver, and Oliver would pop up in Arrow, or in Flash to help out, you know, Barry. They, yeah, I remember they did do that. With and the like, cell phone call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I remember the... Uh, when they were trying to find uh, Dinah. Yeah, they did do that. Remember uh, remember they all fought Reverse Flash and Oliver had the Nanite arrow? Yeah, and you had Rodney Raymond Firestorm in there. And then in the very next episode for Arrow, Flash helps out um, Ollie with Roz and everything like that. Yeah. Getting him out of prison. 
It is hard to write around that though, where like there's like an issue in Arrow, like why don't they call Barry up? You know, but well, it's the same thing with Marvel. But movies. that's the nature of comics in general. Like the same thing with the Marvel movies, like when uh, Iron Man three happened and that president got kidnapped. Where are the Avengers? Where are the Avengers? Like why can't he just call up you know Cap or anybody else like that? Because I mean, literally, the president of the United States got kidnapped, and you just have Iron Man there. I yeah. Mean, plus he had his forty plus whatever suit, but still. And then they then that they was tried. a big phase two Marvel issue. They, yeah, but then they, they tried mostly to got re- better with that in the phase three movies. But phase two, that was a lot of like. And then they try to uh, like explain that away by saying Thor: The Dark World, Iron Man three, and Captain America: Winter Soldier all, all happened at, at the same time. They didn't need to have it at the same time. Stop saying things at the same time as me. <laughs> uh, what do they used to call it? Stereo. Batman Beyond reference for you. Uh, oh, that's another thing. If we could get, you know, Terry McGinnis. Batman Beyond reference that happened. In Justice League Unlimited. Yes, I know, but it was Batman Beyond that said it. Um, Be more specific. I am specific. Anyway, uh, if we get Terry McGinnis, because what was it? Which Earth was, you know, a few, you know, Batman's Earth was the future of everything. I'm like, we could get a Terry McGinnis. That'd be nice. And Will Friedel, the actor who plays. Will Friedel. Friedel is the actor who's playing. Play Terry McGinnis, you know, still acting. You know, he was in um, Girl Meets World. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know who did the voice for. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if he got the uh, a cameo as you know in the new terrible Kim Possible movie because he was Ron Stoppable. Was he Ron Stoppable? Yeah. Did that Kim Possible movie actually come out? It's yes. on Disney Plus. So yeah, no, it. it was also on, on the. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I haven't gotten Disney Plus yet. I'm going to get the free... Last for me. After Christmas... So I have... After Christmas Eve, I have eight days of like freedom without work. Oh. So I'm going to get Disney Plus to free trial for that week and just chill. Just just dive right into the nostalgia. Yeah, Mandalorian will be wrapped up by then so I can binge it. Yeah, that won't take long. Mm-hmm. Episodes are about 30 35 minutes. Oh, it's not even that long. Minutes. It's not like a... No, no episode has been 42 minutes. All of them have been under have been about thirty minutes. Oh, okay. Got to do it just for Baby Yoda at least. Yep, the memes. Uh, but yeah, that that that's crisis in a nutshell. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, we'll have to. I'm gonna wait until we get the last two episodes to judge it fully. Mm-hmm. I already see a bunch of like clickbait YouTubers online like crisis, massive disappointment, and it's like, just chill out, guys. Like it's not over yet. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not over yet. Like I get. I get where some people are like, oh, I want a Barry to die. Oh, I want a Tom Welling to put on the suit. Oh, why did Batman have to be evil? It's just like, just chill out. Just yeah. Chill. We got Batman on TV. Like, sometimes I do get so frustrated with the internet. Like, people are just so, like, if something isn't exactly what they wanted that was never promised to them, like, they're upset. The Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. If we can get Force into that next week. Well, some of that was their fault. Yeah. A oh, a lot of it was, was their, their fault. fault. I mean, the issue with Stop talking like me. <laughs> I started talking first. The issue, the issue with Star Wars is that you should have planned like, it. <laughs> you should have planned out three movie arcs for all of your characters. Yeah, I don't like. Knew. That's not. You knew you were making a trilogy. You knew you weren't making. But wait, a guys, movie. 
We yeah. gotta save this for I next know. week. No, no, yes. there's a lot to talk about for now and next week. No, we gotta I'm save it with, like, with all the really guests. Is it really that hard for? God, all right. Well, I'll I leave am, it. We're right. gonna have. I'm to gonna ready. settle my anger for now. Can we can we just do like a small teaser trailer for next week? Like a short one minute preview of what's gonna happen next week. Do you want to welch for a week? Do you, or do you want to welch for a minute, Robert? Finn deserved better. Finn deserved a lot better. You know what's funny? There is a. And uh, there is a, a a hashtag that said Ben deserved better. There are Kylo Ren and I, Kylo Ren fan girls that are pissed that he died. They're pissed that he only got a kiss with Ray. Spoiler alert! This movie. Honestly, I still don't think Kylo Ren deserved that. To be honest, nah, he deserved to die. Hey, let's just let's <laughs> just like how you said it. He is a poor man, Zuko. But Zuko was better because you knew Zuko had good in him. Right. Well, we all knew Kylo Ren was going to get redeemed. That, yeah. was, that, that was no secret. Well, yeah. They telegraphed that a mile away in The Force Awakens. But the thing is with this, it's just... I, I Tumblr is a cancer to fandoms. <laughs> My God. Alicity. Alicity. Raylo. Just those two in general ruin things for me. But the, what I don't understand is why would you want Ray to end up with Kylo when he has captured her, captured her, tortured I put her? A, I gotta put a spoiler tag in this at like when, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll come back. I'll edit. This I mean, depending on, on when this comes out, if this is two weeks after and you haven't and you haven't had it spoiled for you yet, one kudos, but two. Sorry, um, but yeah, you, 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 Kylo has killed friends of yours, mentors of yours, tortured you, uh, taken over, and you know, caused much grief for the galaxy. It's pretty much a space Nazi. Yeah, and 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 because you're connected through the Force, you know. I wanted to take. I didn't want to take Kylo's hand. I wanted to take Ben's hand. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! No. No. And I feel like... <sighs> and I've seen people explain it like, she didn't kiss Kylo Ren. She, ki- she kissed Ben Solo. They're the same person. They're the same person. person. The same freaking person. And then when he dies, he disappears as a force ghost like Yoda did? No. Wait, calm, no. Calm down. It's okay. No. It's okay. It's okay. No. It's okay. No. Your minute of watching is over. The teaser is given. And then he learned how to use force healing powers. How did he know how to do that? It's okay. How did he know he how to do he, that? He could have learned before. He could have learned off screen. You don't know that. Off screenville is stupid. No, Kylo Ren and Ray were really just OP in that film. Like, I mean, at Ray least, was pretty. They were both like magnetoing that ship. I okay. Well, see, I thought that was extremely cool because Star Killer. I mean, it was cool. We haven't seen that since Star Killer, and so I was like, oh, it's 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 a Star Killer thing. Yeah, it made me think. Of, it did make me think of Magneto, though. Yeah, you know, we're, we're going to talk a lot about the Force Ghost too and the inconsistency there, and you know. Oh, stop your welching, you fanboy! <laughs> the plot holes with the Force Ghost. We'll talk about that next week. There are plot holes in all the Star Wars films. Yes, but this it, one had big enough ones for Star Destroyers. Star Destroyers fly through. Don't even get me started on Leia. Like I just, I, I, I thought they did that rather well. It was, it was, it would just be funny that they hey. were like, Leia, can we do this? And like she would just be like, No, cut the next scene. Because <laughs> <laughs> I her as her like, proper title, Space Mary Poppins. Okay, Space Mary Poppins. Wow, you're just gonna be that. <laughs> Fanboy. Hey, look, oh there's Space God. Boston in the Star Wars universe too. Okay? Oh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. R.I.P. Carrie Fisher, we miss you. Yeah, 
But he won't get the the space Boston part. Yeah, not until yes. you watch the Mandalorian. So she's space Mary Poppins, and there's space Boston. Shout out to Bill Burr, but you know. I did hear he was in. Yeah, I thought I was like, "Is that Bill Burr?" And then Robert's watching like a few hours later. He's like, "Hey, Bill Burr's in this." I'm like, "I know." Yeah, I saw a podcast about him talking about him being in the show, and then we hadn't seen him yet. And I was like, "Oh, that there, there he is." Oh, there was a guy that's in one of the episodes of The Mandalorian who said that The Rise of Skywalker was the worst Disney, uh, was the worst Star Wars film ever. He's never working for Disney again. No. no. That was a very bad mistake. Poor move. Poor move. I mean, it's poor. Yeah. That's I mean, the thing is, like, as actors, you're supposed to, like, not really talk about. Especially if you're not in it. It's th- Yeah, talking about stuff you're not in, like, you gotta be kind of. Yeah. You know who is gonna spill the beans shortly? John, John Boyega. Boyega. <laughs> John Boyega is done with his Disney contract and he does not. <laughs> <laughs> and after what they've done with him in those movies, I don't blame Blame him. him. No. Unless he's trying to get in the MCU. Nah. I doubt it. He's doing his own thing. Yeah, and I, think he has an, I think he has his own production company. And he's he like how, I like how John Boyega, they, he was talking about how his parents liked uh, Pacific Rim more than Star Wars. Yeah, I saw that. John Boyega's great. Oof. He does not care at all. Because they were like, we get Pacific, uh, Pacific Rim. We get that. We don't get that Star Wars. We don't get why you're on one ship and another ship and all those. Because so, I remember how God, he got parents. treated when he went to um, Carnival and he caught wines. And the Disney fans were like, well, somebody who's in Star Wars would not be doing things like this. No, someone, not just someone who's in Star Wars, someone who's a Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and they were a Raylo fan. And then he said, you know what? Ray, Ray, would, be, Ray would be backing it up on me, too. <laughs> I'm like, yo! <laughs> yo! He did say that. My man. I love John Boyega. But it's like, dude, he's like, he's a grown adult like he gets yeah. to do what he wants in yeah. his free time yeah. as long as it's not affecting his job mm-hmm. you know he probably in his contract he probably can't do like extreme sports and get hurt like yeah. there's probably stuff he can't do but like let him live but now that his contract with Disney's over like the whole press tour for Rise of Skywalker was an interesting thing to watch because J.J. Abrams threw Ryan Johnson under the bus. Kathleen Kennedy threw him under the bus. Kathleen Kennedy threw George Lucas under the bus, too. too. The cast threw Ryan Johnson under the bus. They were talking about when they found out that J.J. Abrams came back. Daisy Ridley was like, oh, my God, I feel so safe and relieved. I'm like, Jesus. Wow. (laughs) And that's, like, breaking, like, that's, 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 like, breaking, like, actor Cole like you're not supposed to talk about a project that you were in and you got paid to do unless it was really like abusive on set or something but then they Daisy went back and clarified her comments and was like no I just meant because the all the turmoil with Colin Trevorrow being fired and everything like that and now I get back to a director I really liked and you know it was like it, it's not a shot against Ryan but I was like no it sounded like a shot against Ryan it was a shot against it was Ryan. a shot against Ryan because they should not have given Ryan Johnson the middle part of that trilogy. They should let him end it or begin it because the last Jedi felt more like an ending or a new beginning than the actual continuation of a story. Yeah, but once again, this is next week's problems. All right, well, yes. uh, I think we're ready to sign off. Any uh, closing statements? Anything? Uh, no, no, because this is not going to be our last podcast of the year. So none of none of the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, we're stuff. doing a double feature this month. Yeah, fingers crossed. I got like eight days off work, so I'm whatever. Yeah, I'll be good. I'm good. All right, cool. 
All right. Um, well, we hope you all enjoyed this edition of the Two Black Two Nerdy podcast. Um, I'm your host Chris signing I'm, off. I'm your host Chris signing off. I'm your special guest Robert Butler signing off. I will be back next week to talk about Star Wars. This show will be fun. Oh, oh boy! Oh boy! Oh yeah! I will, I, I've I will got be, a bad feeling about this. I Probably isn't appropriate, but I live long and prosper. Yeah. Uh, may the force be with you. <laughs>